0: Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so excited today to be talking about the wonderful final season of the HBO series, Barry. We are joined by creator, executive producer, actor and director Bill Hader, as well as cast members Sarah Goldberg, Stephen Root, Anthony Kerrigan, Robert Wisdom, and the wonderful Henry Winkler. And and Bill, in starting with you, I wanted to talk a little bit about Barry's relationship with himself in, in this season, because it's such a fascinating space to watch him in a place where everybody around him now knows about his past and who he really is and we've obviously watched him through the last few seasons go through a lot of inner turmoil in trying to escape who he's always been but you can never completely become a new person so he's always existed in this push and pull in kind of a space in the middle of who he's been and who he wants to be and so I was really interested in how you viewed and found his relationship in terms of that inner turmoil for this season with the fact that everything's come to light.
1: Yeah I mean that that was the yeah, we kind of have a uh, a thing where we we like to write ourselves into a corner and then go, OK, he's in prison, but we don't really know what's going to happen. But I mean, it was kind of a thing where, yeah, the the cat's out of the bag. And I think the bigger thing in that first uh, episode is that, you know, the two kind of guiding forces for him for the whole season is Sally and and uh, Gene, and they both basically tell him to go fuck himself, uh, rightfully so. You know, so uh, he has no uh he's at a loss and he has no choice but to to apologize to fuchs <laughs> and and you know he kind of goes back to this where he was at the beginning of the the show really and you know he does what he does best he feels sorry for himself so um but he's kind of a caged animal you know he kind of doesn't uh he finally kind of admits in that first episode which was interesting you know i'm i'm a, I'm a killer. Um, but, you know, Barry's not a very deep thinker, so it doesn't take very long for him to, to kind of forget that he just said that
2: <laughs>
1: and move on to something else. So, um, so that's interesting, you know, uh, but, uh, but I, I mean, I think, but the interesting thing about this season in general is we kind of, you know, in talking about it saying it'd be interesting if all the characters had Barry's disease, this season mm-hmm. which they all are dealing with is this my nature and what is my nature and can i change and since you know and the acting thing of kind of morphed into this idea of we all kind of act we all kind of put up a character and we watch all these characters try to be something else to kind of deal with themselves which i think right. is very human um even to the point where they're wearing wigs. Um, <laughs> you know. But, but uh but so yeah, you know, that that was the kind of starting point for the season.
0: Uh, and and Sarah, in in talking about your performance in the first few episodes. I love that we kind of meet Sally in a place where she's obviously in the middle of trying to process, you know, all these new elements of trauma in addition to everything else that she's been carrying throughout the other seasons. Mm -hmm. And in terms of your performance, there's kind of these two juxtaposing spaces of her being incredibly insular and really closing herself off. There's moments where her mom's talking around her and she's just completely non-responsive. And then at the same time, she's also incredibly explosive at certain moments. And so I was interested in, in how you kind of found the calibration between those two spaces.
3: Um, happy accident. (laughs) Um, no, I think that, um, you know, Sally's in this really, she's really freaked out. Obviously she's been through this intense event and is forever changed by it. And I think she's going home looking for some kind of peace or solace. Um, and which was a fool's errand and on her way back, finding out what she finds out about Barry and that she's been lied to all these years and, that he's actually a, you know, much worse person than she thought. I think she's so thrown. So I think like she's so discombobulated when we, when we meet her and she's searching and floundering. So I think the yo-yoing is, is she's trying to find some safe footing. And I think with her mother, you know, she's not listening to her. And she's actually, it's like the most honest, we really see Sally where she's like begging for help and saying she's in actual trouble, and no one's really listening. And obviously that leads her that leads her back to the dead end from whence she came because she needs to find safety somewhere
0: else. And Henry, I wanted to ask you about one scene in particular, because there's, there's a great moment where we essentially um, see you performing a one-man act of everything in terms of his history with Barry to a journalist <laughs> as his way of telling his story. And I thought it was such a perfect way for him to give his experience to a journalist in terms of the setup of the show. But also in terms of your performance, it's really fascinating to watch someone who kind of, like Bill was saying, is trying to project this other side of himself, but there's still all the emotion that's packed into his relationship that he's had with Barry over the past few seasons. And so I was, I I wanted to ask just about how you approached kind of finding the right tone and the the right levels for a scene like that.
2: Well, first of all, we're all very lucky that we have an extraordinary leader. And that is the truth. Everything starts with the people at the top. Number two is the image that I have, that the, the metaphor that I've come up with, is gene is a beetle that skates on the top of water. Uh, and I'm at the bottom of a well and I, I sprout wings and I fly to the top and I sit on the stone on top of the well. And then of course, my nature can't help itself. My wing breaks and I fall back into the water. And I have not figured out yet whether I drown or not. Oh, there. I think it says everything about uh, Henry's character when he's he he, he says, I, I don't like the spotlight. And he's standing in a spotlight.
1: <laughs> that, that's, that kind of, you're right. That was the, yeah, him saying, I'm only going to... I'm only going to tell my story once to you <laughs> <vanity>. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: on a stage, literally in a spot. You're right, Stephen. That is kind of <laughs> the only way I goodbye. know.
0: <laughs> I love it. And and Stephen, in, in talking about Fuchs, one of the things that's really fun to always watch <laughs> in his journey is that there's always so many cyclical elements to him. There's so many times where he's just repeating patterns and behavior. And, you know, no matter how much he tries to escape this, this grasp of this very complex relationship he has with Barry, he's always magnetized and completely drawn back. Um, and so I was interested in, in kind of stepping into the season and and looking a lot of, at a lot of his arc as a character, how you found the spaces where you felt like he would be creating new ground for himself as a character and where you felt like that cyclical element of him would still always kick in to some degree.
2: Well, I thought that, I thought it was really interesting that we re- revealed in this season that how long uh, he had known Barry. You know, we knew before that he had picked him up from the army after he was done, but we didn't know that he was playing army with him when he was seven years old. You know, so they've known each other for a long, long time, and that's the first time the audience gets a a glimpse of that. Um, so they've been uh, they've had a a love relationship all the way up through the place where he's Fuchs feels like I've got the perfect job for you I'm going we're going to be doing this for the rest of our lives and then he wants to do something else and Fuchs can't understand that he can't he doesn't get it um and he's broken to the point of uh, a revenge cycle so that's I just thought it was really interesting that you found out how early on he knew Barry
0: absolutely and and anthony and in talking a little bit about some of the the physicality of your performance i was interested in how when you first kind of took on the role you found a lot of the body language and mannerisms for noho hank because he's he's so broad and he's so you know he makes so many gestures and so there's a very specific kind of fluid body language to how expressive he is and so i was really fascinated in how you found that
4: i'm a ham uh i just (laughs) <laughs> I I, 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 I act with my I'm um,
2: all the bacon yes
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um well I don't know I think the uh the physicality was something that really kind of helped me uh, early on to to find this character and you know like putting his hands on his hips and being like very kind of um very expressive in certain ways and um and that was kind of a you know the the gateway into 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 finding him um but yeah, but I don't know it's it's been really kind of uh it's been fun to over the course of the seasons find find all these other levels as well right start starting off with Hank as a kind of you know very silly over the top character, but then you know progressively there's been kind of all these little nuances that have shown up and, and you kind of find real, real pathos with this um, really, like, ridiculous character. <laughs> That's, you know, just all, all of it, all of it has been really, really rewarding and fun to play.
0: Mm -hmm. and and Robert on on the flip side for you in playing Jim there's such a stillness to your performance and a necessity for that with your character and we see him in so many instances where he's very intentionally keeping himself very guarded and keeping a lot under wraps in terms of his emotions and was that something that you had a very specific idea of in terms of your character's physicality early on
5: uh nah because I (laughs) overact all the time so (laughs) I needed a director who could like bring me in and uh, Bill was perfect for that. He kind he knew what he wanted, and he got me there. And uh, I mean, there's there's certain things that you get from uh, from Jim's story. Um, you know, the tragedy at the heart of it. But um, you know, there's there's a lot of times that uh, this is a very particular kind of comedy, and um, comedy is 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 is, is may not even be the right term for an American audience because it's something of its own, one of a kind. And in it, um, you don't try to get ahead of it. You know, you try to you try to just stay there. And for some actors like me, I try a lot of different things. Bill had a very clear vision of this universe. And, um, you know, yeah. and I let myself be directed and I think we won. You know. Um and uh it's it's it brought me to another another level of my work, which is, you know, crazy to say it after thirty years, you know, but um this really brought me to another level of work. Um and it was I'll miss it, I'll put it like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll also say, Robert, we I we got to a place where we would just start doing it in in terms of numbers. <laughs> oh. Right then. <Seven>. Yeah. <laughs> 10. Right. <laughs> I, go, I think I think a 10 and I think there's one part of this season where you smiled I know right and I said hey you could yeah you can smile and you went I can smile oh. <laughs> I like, really oh, I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I just never want to know what Jim's thinking and, and you were like oh my god I got to smile today <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you being patient with me. No, man, it was great. It's
5: great.
0: Speaking of directing, Bill, as well, you know, obviously, like, the first season, you started out directing three episodes, I think you did five of them last season. And then in this final season, you've directed every single episode. And what I love about the visual language of the show is that every season kind of has its own sense of tone to it, while still also really connecting season through season. And so as you were mapping out a lot of the, the visual aesthetics, and how you wanted to utilize the camera with for the storylines in this season, how did you find the elements of visual language that you really wanted to carry through from previous seasons and where you wanted to create new spaces and evolve it
1: well i mean i I think definitely this season um you know he was in prison and this idea of kind of landscapes and you know freedom and i don't know you know when you start talking about you sound like an asshole so i it's kind of like it's just like i don't know it's it's like um I don't know it, it, it's kind of an intuitive thing you start doing it and then i work with, with amazing dp carl hersey and and eric schoonover the production designer and then our editors Alec greer and frankie gutman and 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 laura hill are vfx people and and so it's it's all of us kind of talking about a feel you know and me saying you know i think the feeling is this and then we you know and i write a thing and then we try it and then sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but I definitely feel this. There's a weird feeling of uh, people being enclosed in spaces. And, you know, if someone's sitting, we try to put them in a corner. There's no back, you know, that doesn't feel like they can escape, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, trying.
3: There's the FBI interrogation booth set where it's like that tight. It's so homophobic. It's so funny. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's an actual
1: room. Believe it or not, the, the editors went, wow, you went a little overboard. But I go, that's a room.
3: <laughs> oh, I thought that was that.
1: <laughs> no, but no, but that we we built the set based on an that's actual room. room. But, yeah. And we, I asked the guy, I go, why is it like this? And he said, well, you know, you want to freak people out when you bring them in here.
3: <laughs>
1: it, works. <laughs> it works, you know, but Yeah. You know, that, that is interesting. And the idea of darkness, you know, people coming in and out of darkness, which has been associated in other seasons, but I don't know, you just, it's all very intuitive and you just, you try to tell the story and you try to figure it out. um, However it works.
0: I I love that, you know, and and for the rest of you, I was interested in how certain visual choices can sometimes really enhance the work that you're doing in your performances. For example, you know, Sarah, I know you've talked a little bit about how you really love the opportunity to do these one shot takes sometimes with Sally's monologues, and as the shows progress, there have been more and more of those, and it kind of leans into your background in theater. And so, kind of off the back of that, for all of you, what have been some of the the visual choices of the show that have actually really benefited you as performers?
3: Well, well that-
2: I'm sorry. No, but, uh, no, I was going to say that uh, that's that, that was the great thing for me as an actor is to ju- uh, to do like you say the longer monologue things and just a take or maybe in you know in two takes. So uh, it felt very much like a theater process. Um, uh, and 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 Bill would be specific in his instructions about you do one that was a gut take, and then then you would get directed by Bill to be very specific about. What parts of what he wanted, and that that felt like theater to me, mm. uh, and and it was it was it was fun to be able to work that way because I I had long monologues in almost all the seasons, and uh, I like the fact that uh, we didn't work, we didn't we didn't beat him over the head. We just uh, we did a couple of long takes, and then and that was it. Right, Bill?
1: Yeah, I don't like to do a lot of takes. Yeah, but I feel like it wears people out. Yeah. Know, so. We all want to go home um mm-hmm. so it's like you know you try to go in as, as prepared as you can and we actually has a nice rehearsing process which we kind of figured out as the show went on so like season three and four instead of doing a table read we would sit around a table and kind of talk out the scenes and see what was feeling right and not feeling right and a lot of times you get there and then another thing comes up or you try another thing and and it's in um but uh these actors are, I just know as an actor, it's hard when you, you you do something, you work really hard on it, and then you go and you see it, and it's cut up into like 80 different things, uh, shots. Um, And these actors are so good that when we get in the edit, I mean, it's a big thing with editors where they're like, oh, I've fallen in love with this full take. And I'm like, the whole take has to be in, that, in the show. And they're like, it's a 30 minute show. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. We have to figure out how to keep this whole thing. And, you know, because what they're doing is, just watching behavior is you know, Sarah last season when she did her uh, when da- her speech at her show uh, the premiere of her show mm-hmm. just like held on this moment of her is one of my favorite moments of the whole show where she just starts you start making this weird noise you're going oh 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 <laughs> she starts she starts <laughs> spinning out that she got ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah mostly it was like oh do you want to cut this I was like no no no. <laughs>
3: Because well, so we shot we shot one with a lot more text, and then Bill had this idea where he's like, Why don't you just try this like it's a private moment that you're having in public and hold it Mm -hmm. as long as humanly possible. But we had a room full of like 200 background artists and they'd seen it the other way so many times. So when I did that, they obviously thought that I'd completely dried on my line. (laughs) No acting was required because I felt this whole room get so awkward. It was like painful. And I kept thinking Bill was going to call cut and then he didn't call cut. So it just went on and on oh. and then I'm like, surely that's not going to be in the show and then lo and behold
4: <laughs> it was
3: but he anyway did, he yeah
4: was. he did that to you too because um
3: yeah.
1: Like, yeah he did that to me too. <laughs> um, and yeah where i went and called cut it's in episode three where you go that's yeah where you're being interrogated and you go oh. wow wow yeah. wow <laughs> i'm really fucked up because i didn't say cut. i was supposed to say cut after the last wow and i didn't say And you go that's fucked up, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> totally. And like, in a way, I mean, like, it's so, I mean, it's so kind of terrifying when you enter into that space where it's like, <laughs> we shouldn't be going on this long. This oh, long. <laughs> well, no, what are we going to do? But then, I don't know, that's where you, that's where you get kind of really, really interesting stuff. So it's like, if you stay there long enough, uh, you know, interesting things happen.
0: Oh. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I, I love everything that you've all created over four seasons of this show. So thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today.